Okay. It's Friday night. It's only 101 tonight. It's a bit more humid. But it uh, did some dipping today. Today was an interesting, weird day all around. Started out early with uh, some wisdom teeth being pulled by our youngest son, who's 18. And uh, all four of them. I, I had it. It didn't seem to be this nasty, but man, he's got uh, a bandage around his head, gauze, or gauze or whatever, in his teeth. It's pretty disgusting. So we got radiation treatment for cancer going on. We got wisdom teeth. And uh, yeah, pretty crazy. And uh, Oh, windy. I don't know how the mic's doing on the wind. Um, still breezy here. June 29th. Tomorrow's June 30th, last day of the month. Going into July. It wasn't too uh, warm this morning, but we can still sit outside. Like I said, I'm, my prediction is July 1st, 2nd. A little too uncomfortable early in the morning. But actually, you know, September's not that far away then. <laughs> so, so then there you go. Um, what else? Friday. Next Wednesday, 4th of July. It's right in the middle of the week. It used to be you'd do connector holidays. Companies would connect to the 4th. Like if the 4th was on a Thursday, they'd give you Friday off. Eh, I think we got away from that. But um, there you go. It's kind of, for my role right now, it's kind of hard to go visit somebody next week and do something that's people are kind of preoccupied with their, taking some time off some people are taking the whole week off that's great so there you go I yeah I'm uh, I guess I'd say I'm in a different situation and still learning and I'm impatient with myself so you know it's it's uh, interesting Yesterday I brought up the Dunning-Kruger effect. That was kind of cool. But I, I started checking it out, and I stumbled on this. Uh, uh, they talk about um, illusory superiority and people with low ability. I think they have uh, illusory superiority. But they also brought up something that's very common. Uh, and people laugh about it, but I, I think there's a reason for it. And then when they ask people, they ask high school students, like, are you an above average student? And then like 80% of the people say yes, and they're 90 or something like that. And then people laugh at them and say, oh, well, this and that. And then they ask, are you a good, are you above average driver? You know, and 80% of the people say, oh yeah, I'm above average. So, then the guys, the analysts, make fun of that and say, oh, well, it's just ridiculous. How could 80% of the people be above average? It's just not right. Well, um, on, the, on the school one, I'd like to think that the questions aren't really asked correctly. I mean, I, even if they said grade point average, I think people don't even know, well, what is the average grade point average? Is it... 3, 2.8. I mean, they don't really give you a, a good, they don't want to. In other words, they want people to think that they're above average so they can laugh at them later and go, oh, we asked 100 students and 
80 of them think they're above average, you know. So I think it's a little unfair to make fun of those people. I just, I just do. And same with driving. I mean, what, who defines what good driving is and, a, you know, what, what, what is essentially a average driver? So, you know, I cut people a lot of slack if they think 80, if 80% of the people are above average in driving, they probably are. Oh, wait, wait, Mike, how can that be? Well, because no one's defined what it is, you know? So if someone says, hey, man, I, if the average driver drives the speed limit, but if you drive consistently five miles or 10 miles over and you think that's good and you never get an accident, I'm good with that. So don't put an artificial measurement on, on these things. Plus, it ain't just that important. <laughs> the average driver, how stupid is that? So, I don't, I don't know, I'm just musing. These are my muses for the night. Um, walking, it's still light out. I mean, it's, the sun is set, but it's that twilight time. A little bit cooler, Friday night, like I said. Um, sun's friends just came over, and they're all probably just gonna I don't know what we're going to do. He's got to go to bed at like 9 or something. Get some rest. So there's some kids out front in the driveway playing basketball with Dad. So that's cool. A little bit of water. And they're still shooting hoops. All right, make it. You got it. Woohoo! All right. So uh, this is the gate. The water and some grass. No bunnies right now. No toads. This is the toad zone. I don't know where to where I want to walk tonight. But uh, we're coming out. And uh, whoop! What do we got, Bud? Uh, sniffing at something. So Bud's gonna get a haircut on Tuesday. That's time. He's his hair's long. And oh, Oma left tonight. She went home. It's Friday night. She's coming. Coming. She may not come back till Monday. Oh my gosh. Oma. Bud, where are you gonna go? Are you gonna go that way? I don't really want to go that way, Bud. Do you want to go that way? Which way? A lot of wind down there. Let's go. There's less wind. There's less wind over here. We haven't been this way in a while. So I didn't walk, Bud, this morning. Um, yeah, Oma walked, bud. That's who did it. But I'll probably walk you tomorrow, bud, because Oma's gone. And, um, yeah, so prescription medications for the wisdom teeth. Went and checked the tires. I got these tires. On, I got bought this used car, and it comes with staggered tires. And uh, I guess it's cool, nice. I don't know. But they're, the tires on the back are, are uh, different, bigger than the front tires. So when you get around to rotating them, you're kind of messed up because you got to just, all you can do is do left to right, left to right. You can't do, get the front and back involved. So what that means is the rear tires wear out quicker than the rest and they're expensive tires. 
So you, they, they have a little measurement thing. They do it in 30 seconds of an inch. So a brand new tire, maybe have 10, 11, 30 seconds of tread. You start wearing it down. Legally, you gotta have at least two 30 seconds. They, this is discount tire, which I've probably spent $15,000 over the last 25 years on tires. <laughs> I don't know, maybe more. But uh, discount tire, really slick company. Um, get get in and out of there. Good service, quick. I don't know, they just have a good, a good uh, brand, good, good impression, good management. And uh, so it's a good place to go. I don't know, maybe it's not the cheapest. I don't know, I think it is. But um, yeah, my tires measured at four 30 seconds, which they recommend new tires. And I, I didn't do it right now and I didn't rotate yet because I didn't have time. But I, uh, they got some kind of sale going on. So we'll see what kind of deal I can get. And uh, I'm trying to do it. I how to like replace the rears because they wear differently. And then I'll replace the uh, fronts in about another year or so. Oh, good evening. Hello. Hey, how's this guy doing? Oh, he's doing good. All right. Oh. oh How are you? Good. Good. It's a nice time to walk, right? You too. Let's go, bud. So the dog walkers are out. And uh, shout out to the people in Denver, the listeners from Denver, <laughs> the listener, the listener from Denver. 90, I looked, it was nine, I saw a headline that Denver was smoking hot. I think they got over 100. But then I was like, well, 100, I mean, I, look at the, I wonder if they're getting that dry heat. The dry heat, like Arizona. And I go, sure enough, holy cow, Denver, Colorado, 95 with 9% humidity. So I sent my listener, said, get the kids, get everybody out, get to a swimming pool, jump in, and get that evaporative cooling effect. The kids will freak out. The kids used to probably live in Texas, I think. And I think it's pretty humid, especially Houston. So they probably never had the fun of dry heat. Dry heat. Of course, Denver, you're not supposed to get heat. So oh, that's kind of like a three or four day event for Denver. And it won't happen again. <laughs> Whereas Arizona, man, we're 100 days. We're, we're proud. Just take those four days and multiply it by 25. That's, that's, we're tough. That's where we're at. The dry heat, dry heat people. Anyway, so there's my shout out. Um, what else? Grace. Grace is a great thing. Um, reading Philippians, the first chapter today. This is uh, Paul writing to them. And uh, again, see, see, like I, my critical mind on the scriptures are uh, this one church I know, 
recently did a um, First Timothy and did all this great stuff about how the church should be organized, elders, overseers, all this stuff. It's like, say, well, there it is. It's in the Bible. In the Bible. So that's all you're going to do, man. It's in the Bible. Man. First Timothy, man. you got to First Timothy now. Come on. Well, it was um, me. I'm, I got this new method that I came up with the last couple months. It's like, well, what's not written? You know, like, you read a passage of Scripture and you say, well, like, what, with all the other stuff that was written, why didn't Paul take this opportunity to stick that in there, right? So he's kind of writing, writing to the Philippians, and he's writing right from the get-go. He's like, hey, to the church of Philippi and uh, the overseers and the deacons and uh, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on and praises them all and says great things about their faith and love. That's a big common theme with Paul. He loves writing to them and praising them for their faith and love and to do love more and more. So to me, that's a huge takeaway from Paul. And not this obedience to some kind of vision casting, teaching and programs and ministry. Um, So... He doesn't talk to Philippi like how to organize the church and how to do this, you know. And I'm sure people have all kinds of reasons for why he doesn't do it. But one of them is that probably is, I don't know, five or six, eight years before his letter to Timothy. And Timothy was probably one of his last letters and so forth. So, But regardless, I mean, he doesn't, he's not telling the Philippian people how to run their churches and stuff. And he already had overseers and deacons there, so he must have already taught this stuff to Timothy. He just wrote it down in First Timothy. That's just the, his mode of operation, so that's fine. But, you know, I just... Um, other favorites are, I see opportunities for Paul to write about the Great Commission and say how important the Great Commission is, and he doesn't do it. And my theory is that it's overblown that people have taken Matthew 28, 19, and 20 and just worship those verses into, into uh, a uh, hoax I've said before. But it's, it's more of a fundraiser. <laughs> Makes people feel good or something. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, what else? My sister sent me an old message from a guy named Derek Prince, a British guy. Not a bad message. And it's like I'm getting a lot of input from stuff. And, uh, I don't know. You got to decide, you know, walk in the spirit. And, um, and that's why I like to read on my own and uh, read First Timothy and be encouraged just like hey God is alive and I guess the message that they don't probably don't realize that most of these guys give off is that that God is distant sitting out there and just judging us just like oh you're not doing good enough you're you're not doing hey why don't you do more for me man and it's like they paint this picture 
of God as this judger. You know, like he just, like he said, Jesus died on the cross and now you guys are supposed to do it. He's like, well, no, it's his Holy Spirit's here and he wants to be involved with us, be involved and walk with us and do things with us. So that's not a judgment from afar, God. And uh, Buddy's looking at Gavin and Grant's backyard because they have it lit up. They're using the lights. And there's Bud. He's looking. Are you? Were you checking? There, there's someone inside, Bud. But it's too hot to be hanging around outside. Come on, Bud. We'll go. We'll do our rounds. Maybe we'll call say say hi to him. Because I know you like to do that. See, he's Bud's. Bud has a mind, you know. He's like, I'd recognize those kids. I know that house. And probably when we turn around, he's probably going to want to walk to the front door just because that's the kind of dog he is. He's like, I like those guys. I want to say hi to the kids. They love it when they see Bud. <laughs> so what was I saying? Yeah, God. How do you, what, what picture of God are, you, are we painting? Right? So to me, it's the Holy Spirit that, that um, he wants to work with us. And how, like, it's almost like mentoring, coaching type thing. And um, I got a little coaching on writing. I'm going to get a little coaching on getting rid of some body fat and trying to do, be more disciplined that way. And so it's, it's, uh, it's a good thing. So we, we can have, we have access to the God of the universe, the creator. And that one message is like, we're called to do something. So we have a calling. What is it? So, and it's uh, a walking call. Yeah. Not exactly a dog walking call, but it's a, it's a walk in the spirit. So, Bud, what do you want to do? I'm, I think I'm tired. I don't know. I think I, I don't know if it's the stress of, you know, you got your your wife with cancer and radiation and chemo coming up and trying to do a new job and you know making sure everything's financially covered, paid for, insurance, checking on that kind of stressful and so I'm kind of tired it's Friday night I, I'm ready to crash now bud which way where are you gonna go bud this is the decision point he's gonna go is he gonna go check out the backyard and look for the kitties what are you doing bud he wants to go around and if we uh we say hi to the kids I'll probably turn the podcast podcast off because uh, It'd be fun to visit, let Bud visit the kids. But uh, I may give you like 30 seconds of joy of the kids being excited to see Buddy. So he's heading that way. I'm not doing anything, I'm just walking and Bud's going down the sidewalk. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna turn right and he's probably gonna want to go into the front door. And then he's even gonna whine. Bet your bud's gonna want. Yeah, he's looking over there. He's looking. What's he doing? What's he doing? There's a car over here too. 
What are you doing, bud? What's this, bud? Oh, there's a birthday party. That's what's going on. Bud, we can't go in because there's a birthday party for probably Grant or Gavin. So, just... Hi, you going in for a birthday party? Yeah. All right. Which one, Gavin or Grant? Grant. Grant's birthday, all right. Buddy, Buddy the dog probably wants to come join you. <laughs> hey, bud. Okay, bud, let's go. Come on, bud. Well, the podcast goes on. And uh, we, we have a grand birthday party. There's more kids showing up. It seems kind of late, though. Isn't it? I mean, 8 o'clock? Maybe they're doing a sleepover or something. Kind of weird. Or maybe they're picking... Oh, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're picking up other kids. Ah, that's what it is. I saw one little girl get out of the car and knock on the door. See, you can make assumptions. You just got to not hold on to them too, too hard. <laughs> I made the assumption that they were going in. But no, they're coming out. So... Ah, yes, hold on to opinions loosely. And uh, I suppose I probably argue strong one way if I, if I find someone who's choosing an opinion that I don't like. I'd probably just go for it and argue the other way. But anyways, like I said, the people that love the... Uh, the students that all think they're above average, I find a way to discredit that concept. Because <laughs> that's when I'm like, oh, you think that's weird that 80% of the high school students think they're above average? And you're gonna talk about it for five or 10 minutes about how, how odd that is or how strange it is. And you're gonna, you're gonna claim that these people have this illusory superiority because it just sounds cool I'm going to say no to that I'm going to say no they, 80, I, 100% of the people should say they're above average is my opinion because I think we need everybody to figure out that the average is not what we're after we're after those outliers what are you an outlier at that's what really if you think about sports we celebrate the outliers. Do you think? Do you think LeBron James? We were just talking about LeBron James. Do you think he's just like a little bit above average? <laughs> no, he's he's an outlier, man. There's nobody like these people. And and so that's really what frustrates me politically when people are like about social justice because they want. It, I guess the old expression I haven't heard in a long time is like equality of outcome. You know, 
And it's like, no, and then they, people say, no, it's equality of opportunity or something. Well, it's kind of neat, nothing, none of that's going to be perfect. So if everybody would encourage one another to find their outlier gifts and just go with their outliers, they'll be a LeBron James. They won't be a basketball player. But they'll be like my friend, not my friend, I wish he was my friend. Or maybe I don't. Or maybe I'd be disappointed. They'll never meet, what do they say, never meet your heroes or something like that? So Mindy Aber, great saxophone player. At least I think so. She's probably, maybe she's a great entertainer or something. Or just, maybe technically she's not an outlier saxophone player. Well, she probably is. There's probably like five or ten outlier saxophone players in the world. Maybe she's not in the top five. I don't know, as far as technical performance. But for me, she's like number one entertainer type. Michael LinkedIn is another one I like, and I probably like a lot of his stuff. But I don't, I don't know the nuances of the technicalities of the saxophone, just like most of us don't know the technicalities and the nuances of why is LeBron James so awesome? You know, he works at it, and puts a lot of effort into it he's gifted and he dunks the ball but like I, we watch a game and we see the results but we don't really understand the method of how it happens and hockey is a funny one too I mean that how a team scores goals when you watch that puck bounce around and people just happen to be in the right position I mean it's like a ballet out there and it's like unchoreographed action and people just you know, magically end up in the right spots. I mean, there's certainly there's tons of skill to it, but it's also probably like soccer too. There's like a lot of individual skill, but it's all about the passing too, you know, pass off, pass this, and being in the right position. So that is sports, but how do we do that in outlier other areas? outlying and communicating. I don't know. I could, could I become better at a communicator? Could I move towards outlier and communicating? Maybe. I know I kind of cut things short and I don't fully develop things and I just assume people know things that I know, which is not a good assumption. So I have to slow down and go through the... Uh, the basics of it all. And here's that other big dog, the dog. So we'll go say hi to the dog. Hi. He, I can't control my dog, I'm sorry. He likes to say hi. You are just so excited. So we, uh, yeah. What is it, thoughts? I just let, let things verbal just come out. I think, is it Danny? Yeah, Danny Fitzpatrick from England said uh, that I'm, I'm the guy who just says what he thinks. <laughs> Which is really not quite good if he, in money sense situations. But then it comes down to the judgment thing. And then it's the perception. Of, have we talked about perception as reality? Oh, gosh. Perception is reality, man. I hate that. It's 
reality for that person. So we're going to go through perception. I got a few minutes on that. So my smart ass remark to someone that's like, if they're usually these things come up and like a manager is pissed off at one of his employees or is kind of like want to, they want you to change or do something. And they say, well, so-and-so, you know, the, the perception is that you're really an asshole or something. And, you know, <laughs> and perception is reality, man. So like, okay, so you're an asshole. Right. Well, which is the stupidest thing, because my smart ass remark, not my smart asshole remark, but just my smart ass remark is, well, OK, so that the perception is that I'm an asshole or somebody's an asshole. And that's the reality. Well, my perception is that your perception is wrong. Oh, did I just create the do ultimate do loop? I think so. <laughs> it just, it just, we're not done with the conversation. We can't conclude now. We don't have what the person wants. The person's lazy and they don't want to communicate and they don't want to talk things out. So they just drop the perception is reality bomb on you. And so I highly encourage people to just come back if they find themselves in that situation. To say, oh, really? So, oh, so perception is reality. Yeah. Well, I perceive that your perception is fucked up. <laughs> so there you go, peeps. And it's all about love anyways. We should all be loving one another. So I guess the more polite way of saying that would be like, well, I'm really sorry that person... Uh, perceives me that way you know do you have any suggestions about what I can do about that and uh, you know go from there type of thing but uh, there we go the perception is reality show um yeah Friday night worn out cars are coming in New light bulbs, some of you may notice that, especially if you're like 50-year-olds, 50-year-old like me, there's the bright lights are more, the lights are much, headlamps or cars are like, I don't know, they're like LED, they're like halogen, they're like white, and lighting has become much more bet and much better. And the old cars have like these yellowish light to them and they're not really as they don't look as cool, right? So you can tell coming down the road, like, oh, that car's like less than five years old or 10 years old or something. So it's cool, right? Because it's got the headlights that are cool. And uh, if you have the old headlights, well, you got an old car, it's not as cool. But the, <laughs> so you guys are buying, people are buying 30, 40, 50, $80,000 cars and they come with fancy lights that cost about I don't know a hundred bucks max when you're all said and done but that that hundred dollars makes a huge difference so let's go bud howdy come on bud the best the kids are out shooting hoops in the dark 
Oh, there's still a little bit of dim nautical night. It's either astronomical twilight or um, nautical twilight. I'm guessing we're in astronomical. I think that's the last bit of twilight. And I, I did Google that because I'm a geeker. But basically the sun sets and then there's the earth keeps rotating six degrees and that's called twilight, I believe. Then another six degrees is nautical twilight. And then the last six degrees is astronomical twilight. So, yeah, that's your twilight zone. <laughs> the twilight zone. And what else? Huffing and buds huffing and puffing too. So it's wisdom teeth nursing tonight and Saturday. Let me do some. I feel like I need to do a, a workout. Um, and uh, get that going. And uh, and yeah. What else is happening? I'm just I'm probably I'm probably just shell shocked with all the stuffs going on, and maybe I'm just numb to things. But I keep pressing on because I really don't have much choice, right? You know. So maybe you know it's probably the best thing. Like you walk a dog, you do your walk. I mean, I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm walking the dog. It's going to be 40 to 50 minutes of dog walking. That's it. I can listen to a podcast, I can listen to somebody else's stuff, but, uh, or I can dulcet tone the, the podcast world with my dulcet tones. And uh, here comes a car right at me with those new lights, looking beautiful. Gotta like the white light. So what else what did I notice in 88 degree water today? I, I do like notice stuff. I'm observant, but I'm not, I'm not so sure I'm like super self-aware, but again, thinking about how people get all excited about the um, high school students being above average or above average drivers. We kind of hear those stories and we just accept them as, hey, that's okay. Yeah, that does seem stupid. How could? How could more than 50% of the high school students be above average? Oh, that is so, that is so wrong. Oh, well, come on. But it's observing. It's slowing down. It's not accepted. Don't accept what you hear and question it. There's nothing wrong with questioning. In fact, I probably, I get uh, kind of ticked off with people on Twitter because I question it. Because there's gaping holes and everything. And I had a great, uh, I thought was a great comment on Twitter today. So it was one of my favorite books is Don't Let the Jerks Get the Best of You. And I, I still, I've had that book for a long time. And I still let jerks get the best of me. Really, I do. But I'm not, um, one of the 
concepts in the book is that 90% of the people are jerks. And there's a little bit of a distribution. You can be like a, a first degree jerk, which is kind of mild jerk. That's like 40% of the people. Then there's second degree jerks, which I'm probably in the second degree on occasion, not always, but you know, again, I'm, I like the distribution curve. So I'm, I'm in that zone sometimes, but mostly a first degree jerk, certainly. And it'd be nice to move down to first degree jerk. Then there's the th- nth degree jerks, right? Nth degree jerks. Woohoo! Watch out for those people. And they're the nasty people out there. Super nasty. Evil, evil to many extent. So 10%, the guy says it like that. And then uh, that leaves 10%, which are the, the holy, saintly, perfect people. You know, not perfect, but really awesome people, 10%. So, I mean, the author of the book admitted he's like a second-degree jerk, and he'd be fortunate to make it to first degree. He has no illusions of being a saint guy. But the the funny tweet I made is I put a picture of the book up there and, and was telling, because somebody said that he thought he was a jerk or something, and I was trying to soften it up a bit and just say like, hey man, um, we're all jerks. 90% of us are jerks to some extent. And I said, and the other 10% are not on Twitter. <laughs> so, so, so basically, if you have a Twitter account and you're tweeting, you're a jerk. Okay. <laughs> right. If you were so saintly, you wouldn't even be on Twitter. You wouldn't tweet a dang thing. But there's all these sanctimonious tweets out there, like how great the tweet, you know, tweeters are. So. But I'm in a bad position here, so I'm going to have to keep talking a little bit. I'm going to wash your feet. Bud's getting his feet washed. And because uh, we want to make sure he gets rid of his valley fever, they call it here. Mostly humans get valley fever and it just lasts a month or something. But apparently Bud's show signs of valley fever, maybe from licking his licking his paws and stuff so we'll do that hey bud let me come over here bud hey hey i know you want to go inside let's let's get those paws dried off so folks um that's it for friday night i feel better i've got the dog walked um sitting in the back it's still warm out but uh summertime in arizona or denver about the same. Of course, Denver probably cooled down to the 70s, and uh, which is a good point. I should check on that. So good night, everybody, especially to the listeners in Denver. And I hope all you kids out there listening from Denver, your, your parents took you to the pool today so you could feel the evaporative cooling effect. It's very important as the world globally gets warmer. So there you go. Bye-bye.